Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. It may have looked like Qualcomm was in for smooth sailing after it settled an antitrust lawsuit brought by Apple last month, but not so fast. Now a federal judge has ruled that Qualcomm violated antitrust law by abusing its dominant position in the market for cell phone chips to exact excessive licensing fees, giving the FTC the win. Joining me is Harry First, professor of antitrust law at NYU Law School. So, Professor, Judge Lucy Coe ruled against Qualcomm on virtually every point and said that its licensing practices have strangled competition in certain modem chip markets. Is that exactly what Apple had accused it of? Well, um, Apple accused it uh, of exacting excessive royalty rates, um, and uh, forbidding it from using, through its exclusivity agreements, from using other chips, particularly chips by Intel. Uh, The two cases are similar in the sense that the Federal Trade Commission had included uh, Apple's uh, exclusivity agreements in its case. But um, the two parties are really seeking different things. So Apple was seeking uh, lower royalty rates in the end, uh, the Federal Trade Commission is really attacking um, uh, Qualcomm's business model, um, but it too was very worried about the high prices that um, uh, Qualcomm's been able to exact uh, on its patent licensing. As far as the judge's opinion, was was her language very strong? I, I think "very" is a um, is a weak adjective. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, very yes, very strong. Although in some ways not surprising, she had been ruling in preliminary rulings, uh, particularly um, at a um, fairly recent stage in the proceedings, that it looked pretty much like the Federal Trade Commission um, case was pretty strong. So uh, I actually wasn't surprised at how she came out. But when you read through her opinion, it's really a litany of um, uh, Qualcomm's licensing practices, uh, what their intent was, and what the effect has been uh, on uh, innovation and pricing uh, in, in cell phone technology and handsets more generally. So um, it's qu- it is quite strong. Uh, it's based on, um, you know, trial, hearing witnesses, uh, doing the things that trial court judges are supposed to do, which is to judge the evidence assess the credibility of the um, of the various witnesses on both sides and come to a decision. So it's it's a pretty strong case. What about the remedies? What kind of remedies did she order, and will they disrupt Qualcomm's business model? Uh, well, um, the remedies that she ordered were uh, targeted pretty much to um, the allegations of the Federal Trade Commission's complaint. So a primary... Um, part of the complaint was, um, well, actually two things. The policy of um, no chips, no license. Um, you had to, if you wanted the chips, you had to license the technology, which the commission said kept prices up. So she said you can't do that. Um, they have to, their licensing for the technology can be subject to dispute um, and arbitration. 
Um, and they also now, in addition to licensing handset makers, they have to license competing chip makers. Um, and that's been a big source of um, a major contention and a, a way that Qualcomm has been able to obtain higher royalty rates by not licensing the chip makers, which means that any handset maker, even if they buy chips from someone else, still has to take a license uh, from Qualcomm uh, and still has to pay royalties, and well, the royalties are high. Well, will that dis- will her remedies possibly lower costs for Apple and other smartphone makers? They, well, there are a lot of smartphone makers. Um, uh, they, uh, the um, commission and uh, her opinion talked about six of them. Uh, so yes, it should lower costs uh, for them, and it it ought to, in the end, lower prices for consumers. Uh, a lot of people buy uh, smartphones, and they've been paying um, these uh, rates that are higher than the rates really that Qualcomm. Uh, uh, in a sense, had promised uh, to charge. And when those rates go down, uh, that's a major part of uh, the cost of, uh, of a handset. So, yes, it should, be, should lead to lower prices for the makers and for consumers in the end. Now, Qualcomm said it, quote, strongly disagrees with the judge's conclusions, her interpretation of the facts, and her application of the law, and it will appeal. What are its chances on appeal? Well, it's always hard to say exactly. Um, the, the, it becomes difficult to appeal cases that have been tried uh, where a judge has made uh, strong factual findings. Um, I'd liken the case, I, I would uh, say in that way it's similar to the case that was brought uh, in the late 90s against Microsoft, where the judge made extensive factual findings, uh, at which very much supported the decision of the Court of Appeals to affirm what the judge did. So they have a bit of a hard slog to go against those findings. There's a 230-page opinion, and um, uh, it's very hard to overturn factual findings, you know, unless they're clearly arbitrary. So, So they'll have a problem making those changes. So Qualcomm currently has the most advanced 5G modems in the market, and the Trump administration has said it's vital to U.S. competition with China in that technology. It went so far as to interfere or try to interfere in these proceedings by asking the judge for a hearing on any remedies. Is there any kind of interference that the administration could do at this point? Well, um, I, I'm not sure. The Trump administration has lots of different policies that get expressed in different ways. So, uh, in antitrust cases, it's true the Justice Department did file a rather extraordinary petition to uh, get involved uh, at the remedy hearing. But in terms of how that works out in, a, in an appeal in this case, um, uh, it, it's hard for me to see it going another way, any way other than um, was there uh, some mistake in law? Did the judge improperly grant the remedy? Whether the Justice Department will file a brief in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals on Qualcomm's side. We'll just have to see. I'm a little, be a little careful about talking about some sort of overall uh, Trump administration policy towards Qualcomm um, because the antitrust policies uh, tend to be a little more targeted and focused and not so much focused on 
um, competition with China or, um, you know, how all of this will affect that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Professor. That's Professor Harry First of NYU Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.